0: Hotel History is created for adult audiences. Content may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. You're listening to Hotel History. We take you with us through the sordid history and scandals of some of the world's most famous and infamous hotels. I'm Dietta and I'm Mia. Let's get started. We're talking about the Chateau Marmont, and in part one, we talked about its establishment in 1927, all the way up through the CD 1970s. So now we're going to jump off into a little bit more of the modern era, starting with the 1980s.
1: Yeah, now we're getting into some interesting, some of the more famous stories of the Chateau in the 1980s, 80s through the 90s. Um, So we're going to talk about John Belushi's final party in 1982. If you don't know who John Belushi is, look him up. He's a funny guy, but he's no longer with us. No,
0: but very, very famous comedian and actor.
1: And he, uh, basically, he was a party animal. He had a drug problem. And in 1982, he was staying at the Chateau. And he's... Parties all night with his friends Robert De Niro, Robin Williams. That night, goes back to his room, calls up his uh, drug dealer, and the drug dealer uh, injects him with like a variation of all these drugs, and he dies of an overdose the next day. A little random fact is the drug dealer. Her name is Kathy Smith. She's the girlfriend of Gordon Lightfoot, who's a singer at the time, and. She was supposedly the inspiration for the song Sundown. And it's really sad because this woman basically killed John Belushi. <laughs> um, and the next day he was found by his personal trainer. So again, random weird connections. It's It was heartbreaking. The thing about John Belushi dying there is that it actually brought the chateau back on the map people were Mm -hmm. fascinated by this and it's it got them business yeah still
0: up until this point like the chateau was very well known in the like the industry circles like hollywood people knew what the chateau was but the greater general public of the united states did not know like the chateau had hardly been mentioned ever in national media so it really was this tragic death that made chateau marmont a name that people would recognize
1: yeah and people were concerned about it he was really known to go crazy it wasn't like you know wow john belushi doing drugs that's a shock um, but i think a, how the hotel plays into this is that it it's a safe haven but to a fault yeah they're not going to check up on you or I feel like they just let it happen. I mean, it's not the hotel's fault, but like there's no policy, right? you know? Um, And after he dies, like not too long after his friend, Al Franken, he said that he saw John Belushi as a ghost when he was sleeping at the hotel, that like he didn't have his glasses on and he looked up and he thought he saw him, put him on and it disappeared. Um, Very few people say there have been ghost sightings in the hotel um but the chateau is not very well known for that and i i don't think there's any like too many stories no it's not like the roosevelt um and i think partly it's not the roosevelt because not everyone could go in and just make believe they heard things (laughs) right (laughs) because i think that's what it is a bunch of like ghost hunters that want to hear you know, once the once the ball's in motion, they're like, oh, yeah, the rustle of the trees is John Belushi throwing up. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Six years earlier, before J- John Belushi dies, the owners that bought the hotel were thinking of tearing down the hotel. But after Belushi dies, they put the hotel on the map and people wanted to stay in the bungalow, which was bungalow three. So that prevented the tear down of this
0: hotel. John Belushi's death really? saved the Chateau. Because <laughs> six years earlier would have been uh, the guy who wrote the book, Sarlo, who fell in love with it. And yeah, they, but it was a disrepair during the 70s.
1: They really didn't know what to do with it. Yeah,
0: but they bought it in and 75, so, and they were going to try to fix it up and, and resell it.
1: But I think also they were thinking of tearing it down. It was getting to, they wanted to fix it up. And hmm. I think that what was happening. Interesting. So we have some discrepancies.
0: Off. Some people say we fell in love with it and didn't want to tear it down. And some people say they were totally going to tear it down and they couldn't because okay. John Belushi's you death could, made it famous. You so you
1: be in love Ooh, with it. I
0: wonder which one it is.
1: <laughs> I have a theory. You can be in love with it and still have to be put in a position where if it's not making money, they only and
0: spent a million dollars on it. I think that they were yeah? fine.
1: <laughs> Know you're right, I don't know. There's, there's I don't so know the rooms were
0: only going for 14 bucks, so maybe not. <laughs>
1: maybe I, I don't know. This is, I mean, this quote of it, the new owners who bought it were gonna think of tearing it down was Sean Levy from the book that we read, like, yeah. So, uh, who's amazing, the book was awesome and gave us so much information. Yeah, I don't know who I can see it people toying around with it, but I think what solidified okay, let's really keep this historic mm-hmm. hotel is that a famous. Uh, comedian died here it's like scandalous you don't want to take that away wait but did they want to tear it down or think about it before it became a historical landmark that also could have been a possibility and that could have also stopped it from getting because that was 76 they had only
0: had it for less than a year yeah Yeah. that so yeah who knows i don't know you're right
1: things don't make sense (laughs) but after john belushi dies Bob Woodward, who is a reporter, journalist, he's won the uh, Watergate scandal. Yeah, that was him. He writes a book about him, showing a, uh, about John Belushi, and showing a picture of the hotel in the book. And he describes the hotel as seedy and run down. The hotel is pissed and threatens to sue him. Unless Bob Woodward apologizes and takes it back. And he does, because he does not want to get sued for, I think it was like $8 million or something like that. Um, I don't know why they were so defensive, because it was seedy and (laughs) and run down, but whatever. I guess maybe the picture, having the picture, he could have just been like some hotel he stayed at. Um, Or maybe he accused them of kind of neglecting the star and who knows.
0: Yeah, so now that that, uh, Chateau is on... The map, of course, people are going to continue to stay there. They they really liked that it was seedy and run down, honestly, from from everything that I can tell. They kind of thought that it gave it some charm. And I think it also made a lot of the actors feel like they were still being down to earth and real, that they were staying at this yeah. kind of insider, exclusive hotel that was also um, a little bit run down. But um, the Brat Pack uh, members all stayed there, During the 80s, John Cusack lived at the Chateau while he was filming 16 Candles. And um, Johnny Depp also stayed there. He actually claims that he and Kate Moss slept together in every room of the Chateau across their four-year relationship. So that's... Do you think that's really true? (laughs) No. 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 I mean, you got too no. much time on your hands, and also, why? Why do you want that to be your gold star? The, that that <laughs> is that what you're bragging about? I don't. I, that could have just been a, an exaggeration.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm sure they did have a lot of sex in the hotel, but <laughs> each hotel room. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. maybe these people are bored and rich, so you never know. But good for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, That was like mostly, you know, the eighties and the nineties, and we're getting into the two thousand to present. So also some other sex scandals um, having to do with Hollywood. But in two thousand four, Scarlett Johansson allegedly had sex or made out with Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro. Why can't I say his name? (laughs) Benicio del Toro. In the elevator, she denies it now. Uh, she started the rumor that she and Benicio Del Toro made out in the elevator and possibly possibly later had sex. She admitted to just going home alone to her mom's house years later. Okay, to be honest, I don't think they had sex in the elevator. No, definitely not. That is just not. We've, I think they probably just made out.
0: Yeah, and or... Yeah, she did go home. If that, or... Yeah, because uh, in, in her, the, the interview where she takes it all back. Like she says that she just was trying to sound like she had done something like worthy of Oscar night. She didn't want to admit that she didn't have anything going on and that she just went home. Cause she didn't think that sounded good. So yeah. So if they even made out, they uh, probably just rode in the elevator together. <laughs> maybe
1: I, I, yeah, maybe she just wanted to have more of that image, especially back then when she was like just starting out. Mm-hmm. But, um, someone who did have sex (laughs) in the hotel was this was surprising james blunt was having sex in the foyer of lily allen's room not with allen but in her room and that is a theme in this hotel that people just be busting in everyone's (laughs) room and doing some weird or watching other people have sex i think she was pretty surprised I, I, right she was like taking it back and she's I'm like sure. alright I'll just come back
0: later then <laughs> let me know when you're finished because I need to use the bathroom Yeah, that's
1: fucking weird but it's probably one of those after parties that they have after winning the Screen Actors Guild Award in 2006 Heath Ledger was seen secretly seen filming, being filmed using cocaine on the hotel's front balcony the actor died of an overdose two years later that's not that surprising but I mean, they really only saw Heath Ledger. There must have been like ten other celebrities. Yeah,
0: they just only caught him on film. Maybe so. Sophia Coppola said she woke up to Colin Farrell in her hotel room, not knowing who he was after a party she threw. That seems that seems like right up Colin Farrell's yeah. alley. Like I could believe that, and he played in a movie. That she
1: made, I think, or something like that. So it it, they turned. Oh, maybe that's how they met. And she was like, "Well,
0: I guess I'll put you in a movie." Yeah, you're a good-looking guy. Um,
1: yeah. And she also, Sofia Coppola was uh, one of those people really obsessed with the hotel. Mm -hmm. She made a movie based about an actor living in the hotel called Somewhere. I don't know how well it did. Um, but they they used the hotel to film, and they it was like. She uh, basically said, you know, we're only going to get the bare minimum of people that need to be there and, and not disturb anyone. And they did a good job. I still haven't seen it. I really want to see it. But uh, she also had her Mary Antoinette premiere party there in 2006, which is probably where all that shit went down. Probably. Uh, And it was very lavish and 18th century themed with live performances and elaborate costumes and all star guest lists and very much. Marie antoinette you know we're elite celebrities and the rest of yeah. you can go fuck yourself <laughs> you're not invited she also bumped into Helmut newton the day he died and he was a famous photographer he also took many photos in the hotel of celebrities and just people and she bumped into him the day before or like an, the morning of that he died and he got in a car accident right outside the hotel. I think he had a heart attack and then crashed in the corner. But in her movie, she has a scene where that happens as well. I think to give tribute to him. Anthony Bourdain said, I love that hotel above all others. And that's a lot company. Yeah, that's, from him. that's some high praise. Yeah. I mean, the man's <laughs> stayed
0: everywhere. Yeah. In 2009, uh, Josh Hartnett, who was an actor, he had to call the ambulance. This poor guy, he had severe diarrhea and vomiting from a bug he'd picked up doing humanitarian work in a developing country, because no good deed goes unpunished. But within days, the 911 call had leaked online, and the paparazzi that would always hang outside the chateau during this Uh, this era because uh in the mid 2000s the chateau had become a really you know the the hot spot for young hollywood so paparazzi were just always there so anytime the paparazzi saw him come outside they would taunt him about this 911 call oh my god for years poor guy can't just have diarrhea in peace (laughs) that's so (laughs) so mean so mean paparazzi are just the worst kind of people Mm. Um, and then James Franco uh, had an art exhibit where he replicated the hotel and would write poetry and create art about his sexual antics in the hotel. Which or, or just his r- sexual antics. I think it was both. Oh, just both. Yeah. yeah. All the sexual antics. Yeah.
1: He also denied having sex with Lindsay Lohan.
0: Yeah. So those sexual antics did not include having sex with Lindsay Lohan, if, as we remember. From Allegedly. That short story <laughs> that he published about it. Uh, or not about it, I guess you could say. Um, so, yeah, during the mid-2000s, Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Bynes, they are all hanging out at the Chateau all of the time. Uh, the Chateau has a restaurant now at this point because that was opened in 2003. So it has a really nice um, restaurant that has that's out on the patio with really... Uh, luxurious plants and it just feels very nice so that that becomes a hot spot and then uh, we'll have a little bit more to say about Lindsay Lohan later on
1: and Britney Spears
0: she was oh, and too. Britney Spears yes that's
1: just the Hollywood section yeah the music that came out of this hotel is pretty cool um, and and the stories of the musicians that stayed there is pretty historic <laughs> Uh, during the 1940s and 50s, Duke Ellington, who wrote an album in his head while walking the hotel's corridors, he's not the first musician to do this, like, to just walk around and, and come up with, um, I think he stayed at the Roosevelt too, right? And he did this? I don't remember. I am confusing my musicians. But he, yeah, he came up with the whole freaking album in his head because he was inspired by the hotel.
0: Wow. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, that's impressive. And like we we mentioned before Miles Davis stayed there as well cuz during this time this is uh, still during segregation. So these musicians couldn't stay at a lot of the hotels that that other celebrities were staying at. So the chateau was their safe haven as well. Let's see. Um the band stayed there while recording Velvet Underground um Carly Simon and James Taylor stayed there before they got married. This one is a little weird. James Taylor was addicted to heroin, but he felt that he could not have a relationship both with heroin and with Carly Simon. So he decided that he's going to quit heroin. But before he does, he brings Carly Simon into the room at the Chateau. He makes her watch him shoot up. And then he throws the heroin away and says, "I choose you." Basically, like, did that work? <laughs> well, they're divorced, so no. <laughs> so the answer is no. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but just that's that's weird. Don't do that, guys. That's not no. romantic. Don't Mm-mm. don't, don't do that. We can we can do without.
1: Yeah, Bob Dylan stayed at the hotel and was asked to leave for damaging his room. Um, I think there's a, like a limit, like you you know you spill something here and there, but if you're yeah. You're doing major damage, you know. Usually, their policies: if you can pay for it, you can do it. Yeah, I don't think you could have paid for <laughs> I <guess> it. Not <laughs> uh, Jim Morrison famously stayed there one time, jumped off a balcony, and was known to leave bloody sheets in his bedroom for the maids to clean up. Yikes. Jim what Jim are you Morrison, doing? yeah, he he jumped and he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I think, and that was a concern.
0: So, apparently, Jim Morrison, like, invented parkour before parkour oh, yeah. was a thing. Like, he was always trying to do all of these weird, like, acrobatic things. And so, yeah, he's, like, always swinging off the drain pipe, jumping off the balconies. And the only reason he didn't die is because he managed to land on, like, an awning yeah. below him or something like that. Or a bush, something like that.
1: Yeah, and I think something mentioned in the book of, like, um, when he, when he got hurt. For the first time, they yeah. were like, "He mm, never got hurt before." It's a sign of yeah. him going down. But Jim Morrison also w- was uh, taken. He would. There's a famous picture of him with the TV in a closet that was taken in the chateau by um, I don't know if it was Helmut Newton or a famous photographer. He was there a lot. He yeah. he liked to party too. And members of Led Zeppelin. Uh, the rumor is they raced through the ha- halls on. Bellhop hop trolleys. Oh, no, the ru- rumor was the motorcycle, but that was not in the Chateau. Right. Uh, they, would, they were party animals, as you can imagine. They stayed there, and although they were pretty respectful of the Chateau, they had to be put into a different floor because of all the women that they would bring and the antics. <laughs> and um, a lot of their stories happened at a place at the Hyatt House which was nicknamed the riot house um, because so many people partied there. And that's where they drove a motorcycle through the lobby, not the Chateau, even though that's the rumor. Yeah, um, I would have loved to party with Led Zeppelin. Oh God. Yeah. That would have been so fun. <laughs> they sounded, it wasn't just like drags. They actually sounded fun. Yeah. You know, like racing the halls on a bellhop trolley that I would do that. That sounds that's like a, a great time. That sounds like yeah, a great time. I do that now. Yeah.
0: Like, absolutely.
1: Uh, Marvin Gaye stayed there but he died owing the hotel (laughs) $15,000
0: what the hell Marvin Gaye this is why the chateau is run down they can't collect money (laughs) well when (laughs) you're dead what are they going to do throughout the 70s as the chateau is sinking into disrepair It became a clubhouse for California's many debauched musicians. Graham Parsons shot the cover photo for his debut solo album in the hotel lobby. And although, uh, as we mentioned earlier, some think that uh, the Eagles Hotel California might be about the chateau, might be about the Beverly Hills Hotel, you decide. Um, It also popped up in the lyrics, I'm looking for a chateau, 21 rooms, but one will do, to the Grateful Dead's West LA Fadeaway off of their 87 album. And uh, singer Rick James overdosed there, but he was brought back to life. So...
1: Yeah, he didn't... He uh, lucked out. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 1972, the British rock writer Nick Cohn checked into the r- suite 64, noticed something weird behind the stove, and pulled out a blood-stained silk kimono that probably Jim Morrison left. <laughs> <Yeah>, i <was laughs> I have no <laughs> idea, but... That is the kind of weird ass things. Oh my God. That were uh, found in the hotel. who's Who did they not have a cleaning staff?
0: No, they did. Yeah, but, but maybe then, it was just well hidden. Who's yeah. going Yeah, who's cleaning behind the stove that often? I'm sorry, but maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> in a hotel, yeah, yeah, in a hotel should. that used to be apartments that people yeah, are cooking. You yeah. Definitely should. Um,
1: pink Floyd's uh, the pink well, p- members of Pink Floyd. Uh, they would go skinny dipping. Uh, at their parties at the hotel and reportedly drew complaints from other guests during their stay. So they just, wow, they just would dive in (laughs) naked and not care who was looking. So respectful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that was like late in it. Why did they complain? Is it really
0: bothering you? Are
1: you jealous that you're just not invited to the party?
0: Um, like, all of these antics, though, did lead up to something great because uh, Christopher Guest, who uh, was married to Jamie Lee Curtis. She is still married. Is still married. Yeah. Okay. Uh, created Spinal Tap, the mockumentary, when he was sitting in the lobby of the Chateau because he overheard a musician tell his manager how he'd left his base at the airport. And I guess there was some back and forth with the manager. The manager going, you, you're a musician. How do you leave your gigantic bass guitar like the main thing you need at the airport and so that led to the idea for spinal tap so yeah the inspiration irresponsible yeah (laughs) musicians
1: uh billy idol uh having the police call on him when he trashed his room while he was naked okay and i'm sure that's the inspiration for Many of his songs, too. (laughs) Uh, The members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Alice Cooper and David Navarro stayed there in the 90s. And I'm sure they caused trouble and parties and ruckus and a lot of good things.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then if anybody remembers the year 2007 was a rough one for Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> um, this and uh, amidst shaving her head and being photographed without wearing underwear and all of that stuff, uh, she was also reportedly banned from the chateau for really bad table manners in the restaurant. Uh, so apparently, she comes to the property looking completely out of it, which I'm um, yeah from the time period. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, according to eyewitnesses. Uh, the guests began to whisper about whether or not she was okay, and then she ran into Victoria Beckham, posh spice, without even recognizing her, uh, giving her the cold shoulder. And uh, then she began to smear her face with a plateful of gourmet food, and the other diners started complaining at this point. And the staff rushes her out, tries to you know avoid any more disturbance. I'm sure tries to get her past the paparazzi. Good luck. Uh, but yeah, she, she was... She
1: got blacklisted. She was ousted. Do you think she still is?
0: Probably not. They seem yeah. like to be very forgiving when people apologize and are like, yeah, sorry, I was I was messed up.
1: Yeah, I don't think she would pull that, but I don't, I don't think she's well. <laughs> I think it, there's something off. There's something... It was something off then. Obviously, she had a breakdown, but it, yeah. there's still something weird about Britney Spears. I love her. I I wish her the best and she's awesome, but still I'm concerned about her well-being. Yes,
0: but let's all prioritize mental health.
1: (laughs) Some of the really famous parties that went down at the hotel, which I would have loved to be invited. Well, one of the biggest events in 1995 was Leonardo DiCaprio's 21st birthday. The bar's hostess was a drag queen, Constance. Who came from New York at Ballas's request, the guy who owns the hotel, and stayed for almost a decade. Um, he, this was at Bar Mountain which was down the street, and unfortunately, the place closed in 2017. But ha, damn, that sounds like a fun 21st birthday. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> And uh, July fourth, two thousand twelve, Lindsay Lowen threw an, her birthday party and Independence Day party there, but ran up a bill of over three thousand dollars. Lindsay Lowen got into a shouting match with Avril Lavigne in the Garden Restaurant in two thousand ten. So she she's causing problems all the time. And did she end up paying the three thousand bill at at the party?
0: Yes. Uh, no. Not not right away. No, not right it away. Took some time. <laughs>
1: Oh wow! Yeah,
0: because in addition to that three thousand dollar bill just for the party alone, she that was that was added to her tab. Oh, which right. Grand total forty six thousand dollars, which she didn't pay. Right. So yeah, they the itemized list of all of the charges uh, and a letter from the hotel's manager were leaked and published on TMZ's website. And,
1: oh, and and the chateau blamed so, yeah. the member uh, the leak on members of Lowen's entourage, not on them.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then um, supposedly a few months later she places a call to the to Andre Ballas, the owner to apologize. And then she's and she's been off the blacklist since. But I also read that that Ballas claims that that never happened. Like she's never been banned. They worked it out and like the the issue out at the time and it was all taken care of. So he's so who knows? What I don't believe that guy. I really went down.
1: I don't believe him. Yeah, It's okay. It, 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 it's totally fine if someone doesn't pay a 40, uh, 46000 bill, like dollar bill, you know, that um, they racked up. And you want to be like, hey, you can't come back until you pay it. Yeah. I don't think that's a problem. You don't have to like,
0: yeah, no, I think, no, it's fine. It's fine. I it's think fine. Is it? would understand.
1: Like if I went there and I was just like, hey, I'm going to, you know rack yeah. up this bill are you gonna ban me you'd probably ban me because i'm a nobody exactly <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't, i think it's it's a normal reaction I, I think once someone pays it back and they know that they can't get away with that again yeah then they should come back but also these girls at the time or these actresses they were mentally not
0: stable yeah they had all been doing too much since they were children and yeah, yeah it really took a toll well and Lindsay thought that that the studio of the in lifetime because she was making a lifetime movie at the time i believe oh. and she thought that they were gonna pay for it everything and they were like no we're not paying for this shit yeah and why would that yeah, that i think was also part of the issue was she was like why well, i'm not paying for this
1: don't send me this bill that's a cra- that's a crazy bill, $46,000. It really is. Like, how do you expect someone to pay for that? I want to go back to that. She had a shouting match with Avril Levine and she stormed out when security wouldn't make Levine leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, he, if she started the fight, that makes sense. Yeah, I wonder what the fight was about.
0: Who like, what knows? What was their beef about? Probably
1: some guy that they don't talk to anymore. Mm-hmm. In 2018, Jay-Z and Beyoncé threw an Oscars bash at the Chateau. They threw the
0: bash in the Chateau's garage. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, the garage is, like, well-known for being this, like, cramped space that, like, is with columns everywhere. It's really hard to maneuver cars down there. But they had the garage redone to kind of be this, like, luxurious kind of casino lounge-looking vibe. Oh, wow. And everybody was amazed at how great it looked.
1: I want to see pictures of this place. Yeah, some of the famous uh, attendees were Jamie Foxx, Brianna, Leonardo DiCaprio, because he's going to be everywhere. Um, (laughs) And they feasted on, what rich people feast on, caviar and swigged ace of spades champagne. Is that fancy champagne? I wouldn't, know. (laughs) Oh, Um, so they were so fancy. Uh, They made it an annual event. Though some years later, it was held at Bar Marmont down the street instead, which makes sense. But I think at the time it was closed.
0: Oh, and so they no, they probably only use that as a private event. I yeah, think yeah, space the, that's yeah. Because Bar Marmont, Marmont still exists. I think it's just not open to the public. They just yeah. use it for private events.
1: And uh, there is some scandal with Jay Z and Beyonce's Oscar party that they threw. Uh, a few years after. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. And recently, February 2023, Taylor Swift had, threw a post-Grammys party. Which looked amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and she got some criticism for that too. But th- th- that kind of doesn't make sense. Because they already resolved that issue that they had. But we'll go into that later. Yeah. with the
0: Some other famous uh, people who have stayed at the Chateau are... Uh- People like the writer Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, he's really well known because he wrote um, like The Rum Diary and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He's kind of in, responsible for the rise of gonzo journalism. And he's also uh, Johnny Depp's mentor. So and he loved the Chateau. He stayed there all of the time. Uh, Dorothy Parker also wrote many of her works when she was at the Chateau. And uh, in the 90s, a uh, journalist that we mentioned before, Dominic Dunn, he stayed there for months on end as he covered a lot of uh, famous trials in the 90s, like the O.J. Simpson trial, Phil Spector, Robert Blake, and the Menendez brothers. So he's he's uh, covering all of these for Vanity Fair, along with other uh, independent stories, so he actually started doing this type of journalism because his daughter was murdered, and what? he said that the justice system seemed to show more sympathy for the killer than the victim. Oh my god! And so he channeled his rage into writing about these high-profile trials, trying to, with his writing, bring hopefully bring more justice to what was going on, um, which <laughs> obviously did not. often work out. (laughs) He must have been really pissed about the O.J. Simpson trial. (laughs) I can only imagine. How did his daughter die? Do you know? So his daughter was Dominique Dunn. She was an upcoming actress starting to get some traction. And you may have actually seen her in a movie. She played Dana Freeling in Poltergeist. So this uh, happened back in 1982. She started dating this abusive guy, and she finally you know, breaks it off with him and goes to stay with her parents while waiting for him to move out of their apartment. But he shows up at the door and strangles her in her driveway. And even though they rushed her to the hospital, she uh, died in a coma on life support a few days later. The ex-boyfriend was charged with second-degree murder. They said that they couldn't find any evidence of premeditation, so that's why they didn't charge him with first-degree murder. But even that was eventually dropped down to a manslaughter conviction. Because I think because like the judge withheld a lot of evidence claiming some of it was hearsay or some of it was prejudicial. So the jury only convicted him of manslaughter, which has a maximum penalty of six and a half years, of which he served three. So, you know, it really makes sense why Dominic Dunn and the rest of the family feels like there was no justice for her the the killer got more sympathy than her so he started you know f- uh following these high profile murder cases and writing about them like the simpson trial just to try to get any kind of justice out there for for these victims
1: wow i didn't know that i i had no idea
0: yeah so sad a lot of uh, sad things at the Chateau, which I guess brings us to Helmut Newton. In 2004,
1: Helmut Newton, the guy that we were talking about, the photographer, uh, he was famous. His He was known to be famous, the famous king of kink photographers. So he took photos of pretty scandalous things. And I think some of the photos that he took was in a book that we have called Hollywood Handbook, um, which Andre Ballas edited and made. Um, and he loved it there. He's the one that told Andre, you know, you better not change anything about it. And, uh, but he died after he drove his car and I guess he had a heart attack and he crashed into the wall on Marmont lane. Um, and it was really sad. He and his wife stayed there every winter arriving around Christmas time, staying until March. And, um, that kind of sucks. That story really bums me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he would have like, you know, his little doggies with him and things like that. Who else stayed there? Annie Leibovitz. The image of Demi Moore with, you know, oh wait, it's the man suit painted on her naked body was another famous photo taken at the hotel. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of photographers there. But a Big Oh, something more recent that I thought was really interesting. Hunter Biden was banned <laughs> from the legendary celebrity hangout because, you guessed it, drug use. So they finally have <laughs> a rule.
0: <laughs> I was like, everybody else get, can ha- do drugs there, but, <laughs> but not Hunter Biden.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he was pissed and he acted like a real a-hole and i have no words but because he got kicked out he actually had to send someone to retrieve his personal belongings um and you know how they found this out on his laptop (laughs) according to the text from his laptop i don't know if that's true this story might have to be fact checked but i think he did get banned and i'm not you know surprised about the drug use um
0: like, but, was, yeah. it, was it so extraordinarily different from everyone else's drug use? I mean, like- it's
1: Hunter Biden. It sounds like yeah. he, he sounds like a piece of work and he's. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, I, you know, it, he didn't have to if, if they were like, yeah, we just want to ban Hunter Biden. I'd be like, all right, I'm down. <laughs> sounds like a good idea, a good policy to have. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. All right. Well since drug use is illegal, it makes sense. (laughs) But a lot more of other uh, crime, a lot worse crime has uh, been related to the Chateau um, from the very beginning. Uh, According to some accounts, back in the 30s and 40s, Bugsy Siegel uh, was allegedly one of the original investors in the project and had a hidden stake in the hotel. I haven't uh, I'm and not, there's no there's evidence no of There's no evidence yeah. of this. Like this is one of those things that yeah that it's like uh um other sources dispute this claim and suggest that Siegel had absolutely no involvement. So it's uh, it's one of those uh, things were shady back then. It could have it could go either way. So uh if you will remember Bugsy Siegel from our last episode about the Roosevelt because he uh when after his murder, that's when Mickey Cohen went down to the Roosevelt and shot some bullets into the ceiling, telling the murderers to come out. So lots, lots of uh, hotel and mafia. There's <laughs> definite, yeah. going on in lo- unincorporated Los Angeles County. So much mafia stuff
1: went down, gangster stuff, and I know that there is a Vegas relation because of the Sahara mm-hmm. girl. Vegas was made by the gangsters and there was definitely th- they took inspiration from the chateau where they they wanted to advertise in front of it there was some connection there having to do with what they wanted to build in Vegas the gangsters here the hotels here it's all connected that's all you got to know <laughs> it's all connected somehow um uh, uh, there's a, another rumor uh, it, that involves the notorious mob boss, Mayor Lansky, who allegedly had ties to the hotel in the 1940s and 50s, and according to some reports, Lansky used the Chateau as a meeting place for his associates and may have been been involved in illegal activities on the premises. However, these allegations are unverified. But here's the thing. That's not that weird. You have a bunch of you know mob guys coming and meeting at a hotel, That's that 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 could have happened and it could have happened at the Chateau because they didn't really care what went down there. Yeah,
0: I would meet there if I was them. Yeah, why not? It's private. It's quiet. It's out in the country where like nobody's gonna.
1: Also, if the Chateau is a place where they accept everyone and Mickey Cohen, Mayor Lansky, they're Jewish. Yeah, they're not going to be accepted at every hotel. And. They're going to go there. And also Bugsy Siegel was you. Jew- this is mm-hmm. like the Jewish mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they wanted to go where they felt welcome. Yes. <laughs> and I think the Chateau was the place um, because any, if Mayor Lansky and Mickey Cohen were in any place at any time in history, they were doing illegal activity. Yeah. But they weren't just sitting there and getting ice cream. Yeah. You know? So sure. It's unverified, but, It's also probably true. During 1966, so the 60s was a wild time um, for the U.S., but this was kind of important because things went down on Sunset Boulevard during 1966. There were youth riots on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, basically, what happened: the city and county of Los Angeles had been trying to create a freeway that connected the San, Fernandi- San Fernando Valley with LAX since the end of World War II. This Laurel Canyon Freeway would cross onto Sunset Boulevard. If you don't know anything about LA, this all is gibberish, but it makes <laughs> sense. Just east of the Chateau, and right through the front door of a small nightclub called Pandora's Box. Pandora's Box was a nightclub on the Sun on the Strip that. All the teens would go. It was a place to be. You know, everyone loved it. Several miles of La Cienega Boulevard were widened in anticipation of it being part of the highway. Even talked about annexing the Sunset Strip into Los Angeles to create favorable zoning regulations for development. But rock and roll and youth culture beat them to the Sunset Strip. The Strip was thriving with teen-oriented spots, coffee houses, clubs, restaurants. Bands playing at the time on the Strip included the birds, the doors, the mamas, and the papas. Love Buffalo Springfield, the Turtles, and more. This threw a wrench in the plans of the freeway developers. They began enforcing curfew laws to tamp down the area's growth and make it available for development. Okay, so this is pretty interesting. The city has a plan, but the people have another <laughs> plan. And they're now also realizing they're coming against, you know, a, a culture shift. And The government of LA is like, we're just going to scoot on in, in." but they're not going to have it. So worst timing possible during the sixties, during a time where, you know, the population isn't really trusting their government things are changing, um, you know, love and peace and war and all this stuff. And the government is going to try and rain on everyone's parade. (laughs) So they do something super unconstitutional and they have a curfew because uh, they want to get rid of the teens. And the, in addition to limiting the crowds, traffic and drug use, which were legitimate problems. Yeah, they were.
0: But they also had a, a motive here, you know? Yeah. And, and they choose. You choose to go up against the teenagers. Do you know who is going to be the least cooperative? With I you? know, right? The teenagers. What are you
1: thinking? They have all the time <laughs> in the world. Um, <laughs> you ain't got nowhere to be. They have nowhere to be. Uh, sheriff, uh, the deputies, the sheriffs began enforcing laws. And they, they had a capacity in the clubs. They're like, all right, you can't go more than three people. And then they came up with, you can't dance without a permit. So you know Footloose? <laughs> <laughs> it was based in real life. <laughs> Imagine you can't dance if you don't have a permit. You know how tough that would be right now? Oh, my God. Or they'd make a lot of money. TikTok would be, like, right. raking in the dough. Um, yeah, they uh, they had a lot of restrictions. They were trying to disperse the crowds, and this really pissed off all the kids. Um, and they had a lot of... They just, like...
0: Yeah, well, and there's also... You know, they'd never really uh, carded before and so now they start trying to enforce the underage restrictions oh yeah yeah and so the 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 deputies could even just like stop somebody on the street and say you know produce your id you look too young to be here and if they were too young they would uh you know call their parents or take them into custody
1: until they their
0: parents could come get them yeah the
1: police had nothing else to do yeah um they were trying to enforce the curfew at like 10 p.m they were trying to move the kids hanging out in front of uh the Pandora's box club. Uh, This was all across
0: the street from the Chateau. And the Chateau is like situated right above Sunset Strip. And so it had like this perfect audience view of what's going down. Yeah. And, um, a group of kids sat in the street to
1: block traffic. They are like, you know what? We're going to do a sit-in. We're, we're not going to let this happen. A city bus was stopped and a small swarm of teens boarded it, forcing the driver and passengers to flee. So They, they were breaking windows. They were ripping off the ads and they tore the fuel line um, to try to set the bus on fire. I mean, okay, this was kind of getting, <laughs> it out, of was hand. getting a little out of hand. Well, it's sheriff- teenagers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They the only sh- have two speeds. They messed with the wrong group of people. The sheriff's deputy called for reinforcements and almost 200 Officers responded. They pushed the crowds back using force, and the teens threw rocks and bottles and yelled uh, "Gestapo" and "Hail Hitler." And they've been using that comparison for a long time now. Yeah. The next night, more teens and police showed up. The kids brought protest signs: to "Leave us alone," "Rights for youth too," and "Police brutality." For a month, every weekend brought protesting crowds. Peter Fonda joined the kids in protests and got arrested. Sonny and Cher were disinvited from the Rose Parade for appearing to take the side of the kids. Uh, Stephen Stills of Buffalo Springfield. Oh, right. He wrote, uh, they wrote, for what it's worth. They, this was inspired by the riots and protestings happening on Sunset Strip um, while they were staying at the Chateau. Griffith Dune was visiting during the riots as a child and watched from the safety of the chateau. We were throwing firecrackers off the balcony, Dune said. I love that. The peasants are revolting and let them eat cake, could be heard from other balconies where some guests put out wine and cheese as curfew neared to watch to watch or held cocktail
0: parties for friends to come watch. So they
1: were just sitting there literally in their castle guests.
0: Yeah. They're just, yeah, Um, they're in their elderly castle watching all of this go down, which I mean, I would, what a show. Yeah. I I might too.
1: And they said public sympathy was on the side of the teens, which makes sense. And the police became more brutal in forcing the curfew. So this was a big turning point in uh, American culture. And this is all happening Right outside of the
0: chateau, yeah, oh, and I did want to mention um Stephen Stills actually wasn't uh staying at the chateau at the time he lived in Laurel Canyon, so he came down from Laurel Canyon oh, to see what was going on, oh really, okay, mm-hmm. I thought he was uh oh interesting, okay, I thought he was staying there,
1: my mistake, so yeah, that
0: was uh, I thought that that whole that whole period was I thought that that is really interesting, really interesting, yeah, and then it's just the chateau is just sitting up there with everybody watching it go down. Especially the, like, throwing a dinner party and inviting people to come watch as, (laughs) like, that is just the epitome of (laughs) what... Classism? Yeah.
1: (laughs) But, you know, what's interesting
0: is that, like,
1: this is all happening. The Chateau... But the Chateau isn't that fancy at the time. No, it's not. It's run down. Yeah. I, I don't think the teens have an interest in the Chateau, but it just so interesting that all this stuff coincides with this hotel and not just this in general but a lot of hotels and the people and the symbols and the the music that comes out of it the books the 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 movies like this is all it's insane to see the overlap you know yeah
0: i find that cool on the negative side of crime going down at the chateau in 1993 um, they had a, an, I guess, like an accountant, a controller, uh, Kelly Ebert, and this person embezzled millions of dollars over a six-year span, and in <laughs> he used a portion of the money to purchase celebrity memorabilia. <laughs> what wow. a great use of so your millions that? of embezzled okay. dollars. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that's kind of weird. Oh, but they didn't find out until later. She left later,
0: right? Yeah, I think so. Is it he or she? I have no I idea. I don't know. Um, well, and it's, the, it's a Y, so I'm guessing a, a man. Because usually Y oh, is Kelly? a man. I have no I idea. I Kelly was always it a can always, It can be either. Well,
1: they left. And then the new person, I think, looked over the paperwork yeah. and was like, something don't make sense. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so he probably thought he got away with it and was like, oh, scot-free. Yeah. Nope.
1: He, he was probably reckless with his memorabilia purchases. Bought too many. But the scandals continue to this day. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2017, the Me Too movement is hitting its peak and Andre Ballas, the owner... Um, Gets me too, or gets (laughs) accused of sexual assault. Uh, And I got to say, he sounds pretty guilty. (laughs) He, so he was accused of sexually assaulting or putting his hands where they shouldn't be on Jason Bateman's wife in front of him. Yeah. In front of several people. And, and and I think there were other allegations, but that was, That was the one that's, I'm like, really? Yeah. Uh, And I think Jason Bateman yelled at him Mm -hmm. and was on his wife's side, obviously. But I don't know what happened to that.
0: Yeah, no, they said that they, like, that, I think it wasn't, it was mentioned in the the lawsuit against him, but as, like, a secondary thing, I think the Batemans were like, that that was handled, like, at the time, we're not going to.
1: They weren't going to press charges. They weren't going to press charges or
0: anything. Yeah. I think they. It's so
1: fucking stupid though. This person is like sexually assaulting people. I don't want to get involved. But like you're okay with him continuing this.
0: Yeah. Because he looks as she was climbing up a ladder and he stuck his hand up her skirt. Yeah. That's that's
1: gross. That's weird. I don't know
0: what other allegations but. Um, I think one was from an employee. That same kind of thing like he was putting his hand where they where it didn't belong. Um, someone else also who got
1: accused of sexual assault allegations was a famous photographer Mario Testino and I think uh, who was it that agreed to not work with them again I think it was like Vogue and Mm -hmm. Vanity Fair and he was there was a lot of accusations against him Um, and he did a lot of photography in the Chateau as well right yeah so as I said, as I mentioned in our notes, <laughs> usually um, I don't know if all the allegations against Andre Ballas is true. It sounds like at least one of them is, and um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure about the other ones. But my sister mentioned something very interesting the other day. She said, "Depending on what you bring to the table, will depend on what you can get away with." And I think this man probably has a lot of secrets on a lot of people. And it's probably why a lot of things are just brushed under the rug with him. Um, Because he offers a lot of, he offers a safe haven for all of these people's dirty behavior. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's it's unfortunate. Major issue also that happened in 2020
0: was uh, union issues. So on September sixteenth, 2020, the Hollywood Reporter published a report involving accounts from more than 30 former hotel employees that accused the hotel management and Ballas of um, fomenting racial discrimination, sexual harassment practices at the hotel. They accused Ballas of neglecting to provide them with adequate health insurance during the COVID-19 pandemic and suspected the hotel's members-only conversion. As an attempt to prevent unionization among the hotel's employees, yeah. So in 2020, um, the owner announced that they were going to try to transition the hotel from a public, you know, type hotel into just a members-only to private club. And so unions, yeah. And so the the employees are saying, yeah, he's only doing that because we wanted to unionize. And so now they're just going to try to circumnavigate that issue. Um, Multiple employment discrimination lawsuits were filed against the hotel, with uh, the hotel facing picketing from labor union Unite Here and boycotts from numerous celebrities. Uh, In support of the boycott, a night shoot at the hotel for Aaron Sorkin's being the Ricardos was canceled just hours before the intended start of production. Uh, (laughs) A man at the... Oh, but this was happening...
1: um W- what happens next is was the Jay Z party outside the Jay Z party that they were having at the hotel.
0: Oh, that was at the yeah, Jay Z party. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So as you remember, like the 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 Beyonces like <laughs> to have a um uh their annual Oscars party either at the Chateau or at Bar Marmont, and so they're having this uh picketing happen outside of this party. And a Rosario Dawson, who is a progressive you know, Bernie Sanders supporter, uh, goes to the party after 1 a.m., um, she says she claims that she won't go to any other Chateau Marmont event until this issue was resolved, and she technically didn't cross the picket line because it was after one a m when she went, and all the protesters had already <laughs> left. yeah, so she, she really won on the technicality really there. <laughs> really showed her support to both the unions and get still got to go to her yeah. fun party, but cool. um uh, when they
1: were picketing and they were you know shouting. As the party was going on, and actors were going in and out of the car into the place, the one of the, you know, protesters, <laughs> yelled out, "I think I saw you in that straight to DVD movie." <laughs> and I Burn. don't know, I thought that was funny, but um, you know, it didn't work. The, I don't think the woman <laughs> responded, <laughs> or she was scowling. That's what they said. Yeah. Off. I thought that was kind of funny. But it didn't. I mean, some people protest, but for the most part, they're not really. You're telling me you get invited to a Jay Z and Beyonce after party, and you're not going to go because of some protesters. Now, if you're a person that, like Rosea Dawson, who says she's, you know, a, a person of the people, um, you're hypocritical. But if you're. Just like, I don't really care. At least you're honest about what you, you know, who yeah. you side with. The worst is that a lot of these celebrities will claim that they're progressive and that they're, you know, for this, but come on. Yeah. No, they're not. But Jay-Z and Beyonce said they hired a bunch of other people. They weren't working with the hotel employees. Right. But that doesn't make it better. So you were, what yeah. we learned in the plaza, scabbing
0: yeah yeah. you still rented yeah the, you're su- still supporting the bar Marmont yeah. the hotel. even and if you bring in your own event company you're yeah. still supporting the hotel
1: yeah and um, you just replaced all the workers
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but whatever whatever makes you sleep at night Jay-Z oh <laughs> so in March two thousand two, tw- uh, 2020 I have to say this I don't know if you read this article I found this was uh, during the pandemic but when it's when the pandemic started, a handful of long-term château residents lived at the hotel during the pandemic. This was an article by GQ and it writes about the group and their experience living in the hotel. It was it, it hit a real low because no one was staying anywhere. It was $80 a night. All I have to say is there's a reason this hotel, this article did not get more attention. Maybe it did and I don't know it. It is the stupidest thing I've ever read. <laughs> It's stupid because it was probably the most elitist piece of work. It was like the article highlights for the rich and fa- semi famous who are out of touch with reality and really did not understand the toll the pandemic took uh, of the rest of the working class. They're like, yeah, we're living here. It's so much fun. Like, it was very, it was a, a really a, a, such an out of touch article that I don't know if why they're not embarrassed of it. <laughs>
0: So it wasn't the article showing that these famous people are out of touch, but like the way the article itself it was, was
1: written. All of the above. Ugh. And they weren't famous. I don't know how famous they were. I didn't know them, but it just felt like I don't know, like what do I do? I'm so bored in this pandemic and oh kind of like the they were frivolous and like, you know, it, they it's <laughs> It really just, it left me with a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm projecting, maybe I don't understand, but, um, I would be embarrassed <laughs> to, to, to pu- publish something like that. Um, yeah. Some of the other, uh, cultural
0: influences the hotel has had. The album Room 29 by Jarvis Cocker and Chili Gonzalez uh, was inspired by the vibe and legend of the hotel. So, if you're wanting to listen to something, maybe while you're reading one of these books about the chateau, then you can listen to Room Twenty Nine, and it will supposedly encapsulate the the vibe of the hotel.
1: Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, maybe I should listen to it. Yeah. There are actually on Spotify. There's some really good playlists that are called the Chateau Marmont. Oh, nice. And um, there's a lot of music inspired by it that I think uh, we didn't mention, but what's that? What's that? Uh, Father John Misty, I think writes, uh, has like a Chateau number, whatever that's about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a bad song, but there's a lot of books written about or include the Chateau as like the background. And um, we're going to just name a couple of them that we either read or that we recommend or we want to read last night at chateau marmont by lauren weisberger i didn't read this book but i want to Uh the drop by michael connelly waiting for Lipschitz at chateau marmont by aries janigan i don't know how to say that last name the big nowhere by james elroy the chateau's influence on literature it's extended well into the 21st century um it with people like am holmes who's am holmes
0: Um, A fiction writer, I believe.
1: Oh, I don't know. It says that she was checking into the hotel and she used it as a backdrop backdrop for exploration of the strange world that is L.A. and what the city says about America as a whole. Oh, well, I I should really read that. That does sound good. (laughs) And, oh, there's a really good graphic novel. It was made in 2015 called Private Eye by, I can tell you right now, Brian K. Vaughn. I got it. I didn't get a chance to fully read it, but it's really good. And I really like that it was, it takes place in LA and in the hotel. Another book is the Yiddish Police Union, which was inspired in part by uh, the author, Michael Chabon's stay at the Chateau, which I know is a good book because my mom always talks about it. And the hotel, you know, there's a lot more books. I feel like I didn't even finish Uh, Obviously, Sean Levy's The Castle on Sunset. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Hollywood Handbook by Andre Ballas, which is what we refer to a lot too. Um, Is there any other book? The Life Life
0: at the Marmont. Life at the Marmont. uh, Sarlo, The. Alfred Zello and I can't remember his first we're name. We're gonna put i li- am I'm gonna rewind back to the beginning. <laughs> You'll hear yeah, his well, name. Well,
1: <laughs> we're also going to put a. Uh, we're gonna make sure we're gonna mention all this on social media. So if anyone is interested in in learning more about it, we did a lot of research. Uh, we got a lot of our information from. Articles by Vanity Fair by
0: mm-hmm. multiple sources. I mean, this yeah, hotel has been just like the Plaza. Every yeah. time you Google Chateau Marmont, there's another article about it. Like it's all over the place. Yeah, it goes. W- there's way more in depth on the whole the whole union issue, the sexual assault allegations, all of that.
1: Yeah, and and so much music. Um, Lana Del Rey, uh, she her song "Off to the Races." Uh, she was she filmed at the Marmont. And she also has a, a tattoo on her left arm of the Chateau, I think, or something. I think uh, it, says,
0: it says, does, does it say Chateau, Chateau Marmont? Marmont or, or, or is it? Yeah. I'm not sure if it's the words Chateau Marmont or if it's actually the Chateau. Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, so many films, so many things were mm-hmm. done here. Uh, we mentioned Sofia Coppola's Somewhere. And then also La La Land was filmed there. Daisy Jones and the Six. Uh Bojack Horseman features the hotel because Bojack Horseman is <laughs> features everything. <laughs> well, it's I mean it's really that's a great show.
0: Um yeah, but it's as Chateau Marmoset in Bojack oh, Horseman. Oh Chateau Marmoset. <laughs> uh
1: and then John Krasinski and Aaron Sorkin have been developing a Chateau-inspired miniseries for HBO, uh with Krasinski saying he hopes it will be about a hotel with secrets, with protection, with history john krasinski you should really call us aaron sorkin too you guys should call us up we'd love to help you with this show but they, they've they been talking about this for a
0: while yeah i hope they actually make it into a show it would be really interesting yeah oh I, I googled it and it uh lana del rey's tattoo is the words chateau marmont
1: oh wow Got a picture of the chateau that's how powerful the chateau yeah. is yeah, there are so many celebrities, so many stories, so so many authors, so many. Everyone stays there. I feel like it's really inspiring. Like if you're a writer and you want to just go and work and write, mm-hmm. we've done that. Like you go, and the lobby is so in- warm and inviting. And I just want to talk a little bit about the actual hotel and how it looks. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous in the detail. It, mm-hmm. When you first look at it, when I seen the pictures and magazines i I wasn't really impressed with it but you walk in and the gothic detail it's like everything's in the details the the suede pillow designs the curtains the shape of the windows random
0: stained glass the, the
1: random stained glass the the record player the piano the jazz that they have at night the um just the whole vibe they put so much work into it it smells good all hotels do all good hotels smell good yeah i don 't know what they do, but I need to find out and put it in my house. yeah, the staff is
0: incredibly friendly, yeah, as long as you have a reservation
1: oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that that is their job. I mean, it was yeah. a little bit annoying, but they they do a really good job of protecting their guests mm-hmm. um, the, it's just it 's a really beautiful hotel they 're really kind. It has so much history and you can feel it when you go in there. It's a great place to just sit and talk and and meet and have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. And
0: what else do I want to say about it?
1: What else do you want to say about it?
0: Um, It's a great place for a book club meeting. It's a great, (laughs) yeah, we had brunch. there. It actually is a great place for brunch. Yes. Oh, it was, it's, it's so peaceful and quiet out on the patio, in the restaurant and it's just a a gorgeous way to spend a Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah. And the bar, it's like, Oh, I know what I was going to mention. The bar. So there's a tiny bar. It's not bar Marmont, but it's like, you can go and get a drink and it's so cute. And right next to is the bathroom and the bathroom wallpaper and the little like (laughs) light fixtures are adorable. But my favorite thing about this hotel is that it has a phone booth With a phone from the 1920s that actually works. Yeah, it has a dial tone. Yeah, like you can call up your mom from there. (laughs) (laughs) you know how to use a rotary phone. (laughs) If you don't know how to use a rotary phone. (laughs) You got other concerns. Oh, but I do want to mention that another reason I know about this hotel, and I was really inspired to even do the podcast, is Richard E. Grant's which you have not mm-hmm. seen the show. Don't Richard E. Grant is, a, is an actor. And if you don't know him, look him up. He's been in everything. He's like the cutest man ever. But he had a show in 2014 called Hotel Secrets. And he goes all across the US and England and a bunch of places going to these famous hotels and talking about how much everything costs and the scandals. And he comes to the Chateau and he he talks about how famous the bar marmont is and like at the time because it was still open like all the crazy things that went down and i think the the person that hosted that guy that tr- drag queen or something um i don't know who it was actually but it sounded like so much fun <laughs> and i love him and i hope he listens to this and <laughs> if you ever want to come on the podcast you're more than welcome um or if you want to meet us for drinks at the Chateau, we we'd be down. We, we clear our schedules for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just want to mention that. But yeah. Yeah. So that is the Chateau Marmont. So next time you are in Los Angeles, uh see if you can get a reservation and then invite us.
1: Yeah. Uh, we might be banned by the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh but I think it I think it was worth it. Do yeah. you? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs>
0: so don't forget to follow us on instagram twitter tiktok look for at hotel history or some format at hotel history pod at hotel history podcast one one of those will work on all of those
1: if you go to um our instagram at hotel history podcast you'll be able to figure out the rest
0: You can also email us if you have any suggestions, hotelhistorypodcast at gmail.com. We would love to cover any hotels you're interested in. Or if you have any hotel horror stories or great stories, send those too, and maybe we'll read them on the podcast.